Let's go Pacers. That's how you get it done on the road in overtime. Kick us off on a much needed Monday W on the cast. 118-116. I'm telling you, man. I broke down Oladipo, Brogdon, and Sabonis' numbers for you. 25 for Oladipo, 21 for Brogdon, 19 for Sabonis. I mean, Brogdon at 21, 7, and 11. Start looking at him in your DFS fan duel DraftKings, baby. Game goes to overtime. Absolute battle. Cappers had it right on the nuzzle the whole time. It was Pacers plus one, but again, these are one of those games. When it comes down to the stretch, I'll take the veterans over the young guns. It's exactly what happened in overtime. We cash it, and I did marinate on the Kings if Curry was potentially going to sit out. He absolutely played, and they absolutely routed the Kings. And every time I watch the Kings get routed, I double take. What are the Kings doing? What are the Kings doing with their life? NBA Tuesday, little Big Ten premier matchup, Rutgers-Michigan State for you. And I want to dance and just talk a little bit about, we got six wildcard weekend games. This Rams-Seahawks, Rams plus four and a half, it's staring at me. I can't stop looking at it. I'm looking at the numbers. We're talking about the exact recipe you want in the playoffs, a number one statistical defense. So we'll get to that in a little, but we're going to kick off today with a little Big Ten pick. Rutgers on the road at Michigan State, and I have to be honest. Rutgers-Michigan State in a Big Ten matchup, 15th versus 23rd in the country. Rutgers is 7-2, 5-3 against the spread. They've dropped two of their last three. They beat a very good Purdue team covered and lost to Iowa by a basket. Iowa, one of the better teams in the country. Garza headed to the next phase of B-ball, undoubtedly. Michigan State picked a good time to have no fans. I mean, they're 7-3, and three, but they're 1-3 in the conference. That's unheard of for Spartans basketball. We all know it. Izzo, they're not flying at 2-8 and eight against the spread. They've lost three of their last four, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, the value here has to be Rutgers plus 2.5, maybe by half a point, Rutgers plus 3. You could argue the over 150 is pretty appetizing because, look, the Scarlet Knights have four players averaging over 10 points a game. Did you know Ronnie Harper Jr. is on this club? Ron Harper's son is balling. He's a junior. He's leading the team. 22.1 points a game, shooting at 53.6% from the field. Don't worry about his free throw percentage. Rutgers is not very good at the line. They're 60.5. That's where they hurt. And defensively, they've given up 71.7 points per game thus far in quarantine college basketball. But you got on the other side of the coin, Aaron Henry coming off a career-high 27-point game. He's leading the team at 13.4 points a game. Now, they have Joey Hauser, 12.3 points a game. He's getting 7.9 boards. They are averaging 79 points a game. They are shooting 45.1% from the floor. What would be the actual issue with Michigan State? It's probably defensively. At the moment, if you're giving me four guys in college and double figures and potentially three points here, and we're not a true home court, 
I'm going to take Rutgers plus three. Everything in me would take Michigan State. But this is a fade yourself Tuesday type college basketball pick. I'm going to go Rutgers plus three and by the half point. NBA Tuesday. Let's get on with it, shall we? Let's start off with some Tuesday trends brought to you by VegasInsider.com. Phenomenal website. Check them out. Always give you up-to-date lines on where the public is if you're looking to see who's on the Bills, who's on the Colts. Vegas Insider. And that is not an ad read. That is straight from the sports gambling heart to your sick noggin. All right. NBA Tuesday trends against the against the trend. You got T-Wolves. Five games today, by the way. T-Wolves at Denver. The T-Wolves are 0-11 against the spread. Minus 5.82 points per game to be particular. As a road dog after they shot over 50% from the field in the last game. Obviously prevalent here. That's a big mouthful. I'm reading these verbatim off the site. On the Nuggets side, for the trend, the Nuggets are 12-0 against the spread, 8.54 points per game, at home off a 10-plus point win as a road favorite. Prevalent here. Nuggets coming off a nice win, 15 points against Minnesota on Sunday. We're doing these back-to-back games a lot due to COVID. Lakers against Memphis. Here's an interesting undertrend. This I would potentially pounce on very much so. The Lakers are 0-13-1 at a minus 17.86 points per game over under as a road 8-plus point favorite off a win. 0-13-1, almost 18 points a game as a road 8-plus point favorite off a win, active tonight, the Lakers, who, yes, played the Grizzlies, close game till the end, 108-94. They're telling you on the trend, go under 218. Go under 218. No jaw. I like it. I kind of like it a lot. And our last trend for today, the Spurs, dancing against the clip show at the Staples Center. The Spurs are 12-0-1 on the over-under. 10.77 points per game with less than two days rest after they've had fewer than 10 turnovers. The over-under is 228.5 in the Spurs Clippers. Now, my pick that's sticking out for me today, I think I'm swallowing at four and a half, maybe by a half point because the hook is known to bite in basketball. The Jazz are heading up to Brooklyn against no Durant, no Dinwiddie. Brooklyn's finest? 3-4 and four Brooklyn hosting 4-2 and two and most importantly 3-0 and oh on the road. Gobert doesn't care where he plays. He's already on the road. He's abroad, baby. He's abroad living in Utah. Every game's on the road. I'm sitting here saying to myself, At 82% on the spread and 98% on the money line in favor of the Utah Jazz. Minus 200 on the nuzzle money line. I mean, the Nets are third in scoring. The Jazz are 12th. Very close in field goal percentage. Very close in three-point percentage. Both top 10 programs in three-point percentage. Just put that in your back pocket. Might 
have no Mike Conley tonight, that doesn't sway me too much with this Jazz team tonight particularly. The Jazz historically under Quinn Snyder are 10-2 and against the Nets. That's tied for their best record against any single opponent since 2014. Tie with the Pistons. Utah, 21 threes in their 131-09 routing in San Antonio on Sunday. They're coming off a 21-3 point affair. That is tied for second most in franchise history. And how about Bogdanovich going against the X? Season high 28. How do you like me now? Now the Nets, however, I will say this. Three of Brooklyn's four losses this year have been by five points or fewer. However, and I love Allen matched up against Gobert on the block tonight. I just don't think from a scoring perspective, we're going to really see, can Joe Harris give you 20-plus? Can Allen, can Carl Levert, can these guys step up when KD's out for the scoring? I think they can step up. Can they cover four and a half tonight on, on this kind of a matchup against the Jazz? I'm swallowing the four. Matter of fact, little Tottenham-Brentford, by the way, going on in soccer, marinating at minus 190 Spurs. Really looking in the semifinals of the Caribou Cup to take home against Brentford a little semifinal W and head to the finals. That's minus 190. Maybe a parlay that. I actually tweeted that out with the Jazz. So you don't worry about the four because that Brooklyn, you know, close losses scare you. Take the Jazz minus 200. Parlay it with the Tottenham Spurs. They should take care of business. I mean, Brentford's plus 565 money line to give you an idea. They may push. They shouldn't push. Sun, Harry Kane. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. All right, game I want to break down a little bit and just give you a little numbers to marinate on. We'll go back to it one more time before we make our official pick. But the line's going to move based off golf, and it's the Rams heading up to the Seahawks. And I love, 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 what I'm looking at, everything Rams. The over-under is 43. I think there's a lot of value in the under in this game. I think there is a lot of value in the under. Here's some fan duel stats and betting trends for you out the gate. The total for the under in Rams games alone has cashed 11 of 13. You can make a living off of betting on the Rams under in the last 13 weeks. 11 and 2? You would have gone? That's well over 57%. The Rams are 5-2 straight up in their last seven games against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are 4-8 against the spread in their last 12 games. And for the Seahawks unders, 7-8 of eight have hit in the total for their last eight campaigns. The Rams are giving up a league leading. They're surrendering 18.5 points per game. 18.5 points per game. That's first in the NFL. Seattle's 15th in the NFL at 23.2. So what does that tell you? The magic number. If the Rams can keep the Seahawks under three touchdowns, and I absolutely think they can, 
despite a 40-touchdown Russell Wilson 13-interception season. The line will move once Goff is officially playing. It will absolutely move. But this Rams defense is special. T.J. Watt led the league in sacks, but Aaron Donald had second at 13.5, and his boy Floyd, who should have never left Chicago, had 10.5 sacks. Second, this club is in sacks at 3.3 per game, only behind Pittsburgh. I'm really thinking about Rams plus four and a half here. I got a hard time thinking this is a blowout. Now, if it's Walford and it stays and maybe it even moves and creeps to five, five and a half, then I get a little nervous. It's Moneyline Seahawks minus 220. Rams plus 190. Rams have also covered the spread in five of their last six with winning records. So they've covered the spread against five of their last six winning opponents. What do we know about the NFL playoffs? Is this a true home field? Is this a true home field? I think what the Rams proved to us schematically is that McVay is running a Madden system over there. And that Madden system... Favors the bold. I'm early line marinating on the under. Because look, if it's Walford and I take 42, I nab 42 and a half on a Tuesday. Oh, come on, dude. Six touchdowns in this game. Number one defense backup quarterback. Say it to yourself in the mirror. Number one defense, 18.5 points a game, second in sacks. Who's going to break off Ramsey? I think wraps out. That's not good, but Ramsey's in. If Ramsey shuts down Lockett, keeps Metcalf in check, you got to have Metcalf beat you. Good luck running the ball against this team. Think about it. Think about the under. I think the real value's in the under, but it's more fun to just take a dog with points. So that's it for the day. We'll bounce out of here. Coming off a Pacers win, we'll see if we can double down. I'm going to go Jazz minus four by the half point. I'm going to go Jazz Parlay with Tottenham. Screw it. Parlay. Book it. Humble little lunch money. Nothing crazy. I'm going to just, I guess, fade myself here. Straight up fade myself and go with Rutgers on the road. Plus two and a half by a half point. Plus three against the Spartans. Who I just, I don't get it. Why are they two and eight against the spread this year? I mean, that's abysmal. That's absolutely unacceptable. All right. I'm out of here. Rams on the under, Rams on the points. Just flirt with it, baby, on your Tuesday taco with it. Shout out LeBron. Hit the under on 218 for us all, huh? How you doing? 